Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our show tonight, a conversation with Long Beach City Auditor Laura Dow. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Great Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us tonight. Our guest for the entire show is our Long Beach City Auditor, Laura Dowd. Laura, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I think it's your fourth, fifth or sixth visit here. Uh, Laura was elected in 2006 and re-elected without opposition uh, this past April. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It's really been wonderful. I think the first time I was here, Art, in uh, 2006 with you, uh, I had no idea how, how much I would love the position that, uh, that yeah. I hold now. It's just been extraordinary, and uh, I've really, really, truly enjoyed uh, serving the city as a city auditor. Well, I think the city appreciates your service, and... Uh, when you run for a citywide office without opposition, uh, that says something about uh, the job you've been doing. Well, thank you. It's, as you know, it's a wonderful city, and it's really a pleasure to be able to serve and, and work some hard for something that you truly care about and you want the best for. And uh, the work has been extremely interesting. I had the pleasure of working with an extraordinary staff. Um, this is a wonderful city with a lot of, you know, serious challenges facing us. Yeah. But, um, but it's very rewarding to work for something that uh, you feel like you can make a difference and, and feel like uh, to help the community. So it's been great. I'm struck by uh, some of the comments you've made in your bio that you view your office as a watchdog of the city's treasury. And uh, it's, you take it as your personal responsibility to see that citizens... Uh, have their city running effectively and efficiently, and you also view your office as a check and balance on government. That's right. Having the elected city auditor is really um, a wonderful thing for our city to have that independence, 
that we don't report to the mayor, the city auditor does not report to the city council or the city manager, but the city auditor reports to the public. We're independent and it's just great. And we are one of the few cities in the state that have a independently elected city auditor. I think it's a very good thing. Thank you. And one of our main roles, as you didn't mention there, is to uh, check and balance on the taxpayers' dollars to make sure that their dollars are being spent appropriately and wisely and for the best benefit of the public. Let me put in a plug for our wonderful Straight Talk magazine. And on the cover of the November-December issue, we have an article about uh, our city auditor, Laura Dow. Well, Laura, let's, let's look at uh, some of the accomplishments of your first term, a number of audits that you have accomplished. First, the police department audit, uh, which uh, uh, was, uh, in, in a sense, also a management audit, not just a financial audit. Yes, that's right. We came up with several recommendations we felt that can improve the police department. One, at the time, their overtime costs were sky high, and we looked to find ways that we could reduce some of that overtime. As you know, the general fund was under enormous stress and burden. We looked at uh, the general fund and found out the police department is 50% of the general fund. So we looked at ways that we could find efficiencies and some cost savings without jeopardizing any public safety. And one is we found their overtime was really high. And through one recommendation that we made um, was to, uh, regarding deployment, rather than continually call back officers um, well, there's minimum staffing requirements, as you sure. know, throughout the police department. So when the mini minimum staffing requirements had not been met, the police department would call back officers uh, to work. When you would have to pay them overtime if they had already paid you know, yes. work their home. So we had a recommendation that, that shifted the, de the deployment from those, those divisions of the police department that had already met their minimum staffing or had excess to shift those working their regular time over Beautiful. to the, the division that was the understaffed. And you you don't have the to call, time. Right. So you don't have to call back officers, just do some shifting around. And, you know, they were very open to that. They implemented that. And the first year that they implemented that recommendation from our office, their overtime decreased by $4 million. Beautiful. Which was a big deal. And just it touched on maybe two more recommendations. One was the civilianization. We recommended taking officers from behind desks, doing administrative functions to um, patrol. Sure. And, you know, the mayor talked about in his campaign when he ran for office that he was trying to increase the number of officers yes. uh, in our police force. And we found that instead of, you know, hiring more officers, a more cost-efficient way would be to shift officers working behind desks out to patrol and then, to and then backfill it with civilians. Um, and it's cheaper to hire civilians than police officers. So that was one recommendation they also Wholeheartedly. So they really worked with you they and, really and were did. receptive to these recommendations. Very much so. Very open. Right. And I was, you know, I had some trepidation when I first uh, started the audit with the police yeah, department. Yeah, it's a different yeah. culture, as you know, and I was a new auditor. And so. Who's this gal coming in and telling us how to run our business? Right, exactly. Would be the concern. That, mm -hmm. But they were very open to it. They were, and it took, some, it took some time a little bit to establish some trust. Yes. That we were doing things for the benefit of the city. Um, but they were open. They did implement them. And, and then the final one is we found that there were the under parking enforcement. The bo I love this one, the booting. <laughs> it makes yeah. such sense if someone's had five violations and they haven't paid, boot the car, and they'll come in and pay, and others will get the message. Yes, that's right, exactly. And we found there were about $12 million of unpaid outstanding parking tickets. Wow. So why weren't they collecting them? And it, was, it got out of hand. And so uh, the city... And, 
our city had not implemented a booting um, program that many other cities had. And so our recommendation to the council, which they implemented a pilot program for booting cars who, that had more than five. Well, that's millions of dollars to the city collectively by just working smarter. That's right. And we, we can't afford to leave money on the table. We, can't we leave have money to be aggressive and, and, uh, and go after that money. And Very so. quickly, you also completed an audit, two audits of the Long Beach Museum of Art, one an inventory and one a financial audit. You did a towing audit. And you very uh, wisely uh, did an audit of the oil production tax and recommended an increase in the extraction fee. And that resulted in $3.5 million more of money for our police and fire, which uh, is found money, really. Yes, that was really an, an extraordinary effort for the oil production tax. We found that the city was collecting the, the lowest amount of tax, you know, uh, when we did a comparison of other cities. 15 cents. It hadn't been increased in over 16 years. That's it, really leaving money on the table. It really is. And there was nothing in the ordinance to account for any cost of living uh, increase or indexing or anything. So this had been stagnant for a long time. And in 2006, the price of oil uh, from 1990 to 2006, 1990 was when the ordinance was first established for a 15 cent tax. On price oil. was low then. Yes. Then it went up. Right. It, 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 it just 15. about tripled, right? The price of oil about tripled. And so, you know, by going after this, it was a, it was a great effort, and uh, it has brought in $3.5 We are going to take a pause for uh, these, these commercial messages, but we also wanted to mention that you won two prestigious national awards for these audits, so congratulations. Thank you. We'll be right back. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. Getting kids to care about economics is easier than you think. You just need to find a connection. Like how the Port of Long Beach supports one in eight jobs in our city alone. And how the port's commitment to going green is creating even more new jobs. So the Port of Long Beach? Cool. My no texting in class policy? Not so cool. The Port of Long Beach. Investing in jobs. Investing in you. The facts are in. California State University Long Beach is among the nation's finest universities. For the fourth consecutive year, the campus ranked in the top five public comprehensive universities in the Western United States. In 2007, Cal State Long Beach was named the third best value among all American public colleges and universities. Through superior teaching, research, and community service, Cal State Long Beach is changing lives for a changing world. As your business searches for smart ways to save, don't forget about the one that's right in front of you. Switch to the Charter Business Bundle and you can save big without sacrificing a thing. Get reliable business telephone and high-speed internet with local support and great features. Power your business with great savings starting today. It's easy to pay less and get more. Call now and make a switch to the Charter Business Bundle. 
continuing conversation with Long Beach City Auditor Laura Dowd. Laura, you've established a fraud hotline. We'll put up the number in a second, but tell us what the hotline's for. Thank you. It's for citizens, for employees, for vendors, if they suspect fraud, abuse, waste of any kind against the city, to please call this number. And we have zero tolerance for this kind of abuse and fraud. Um, so please call this number so our office can investigate it and, uh, and put it into it. Okay, the number is 1-888-FRAUD, F-R-A-U-D-07. 888-FRAUD-07, and you protect the anonymity of the call. Oh, that's right, yes. It's a 24-hour um, hotline, and it's completely confidential. Very good. Well, the city, as is no secret, is facing substantial budgetary challenges is the mm -hmm. polite way of putting it. And uh, uh, pensions, public employee pensions, obviously are in play on the table. Give us your thinking on that. Well, thank you. I think, you know, without a doubt, the biggest financial threat to local and state governments in the state of California, including the city of Long Beach, is the obligations we have to pay for our pension costs. They are um, outrageous, really. And, you know, back in uh, 2002, there was a vote that increased the pension costs for public employees from, I believe it was 2.0 to 2.7. That was over a 30% increase in pensions, a freebie. And I remember it distinctly because I begged a then council person not to vote for that in real time, but uh, the council decided to dramatically increase the pensions of all public employees, and we're paying for that now. That's right. And at the time, the account was superfunded. So the pension account. Yes, that's right. And so CalPERS had told the city of Long Beach that we could forego payments for a period, extended period of time, and we would be fine because the fund was so overfunded. Because and the market had gone up that's so That's right, yes. And in good times, right? And so yeah. the city, you know, stopped making those pension payments, which we can question that decision too, uh, in hindsight. But so, but on top of stopping the payments and the market crashing at after 9/11, 2001, yeah. the vote was taken in 2002 when it was on the downward spiral. Now, in fairness, the state had passed a law that permitted cities to do that, but did not mandate it. It was up to each city to decide whether or not to increase their pensions. And the city of Long Beach, the city council then in office, decided to raise the pension payment for city employees uh, approximately 30%. And uh, we're paying for that bad decision right now. Yes, that is, that's correct. And 2.7% at uh, 55 is an ex you know a very high benefit for public uh, employees. And there's a lot of problems with it. One is um, employees are living longer than what It's not a problem for the employees. Right, it's <laughs> not. But, but, you know, for the cities who have to pay yeah. for these over an extended period of time, people are living longer these I mean, days. At 55, people are still young. That's right. Why and should you retire before you're 60? Give me mm -hmm. a break. Yes, that's right. And, and back then when... Except when for public uh, safety employees, I think. Yes, when, when benefits were being negotiated and so forth uh, back in the early 2000s, they were also negotiating down the age. So that was one of the benefits that, that came. 
um, go, you know, negotiating down from six, age 60 to 55 and so forth. So that was one, one thing. That, but again, people are living longer, and we do have to pay more. And I think people have a mindset that the market or things will always get better. And that's not the case because we saw this in 2001, 2002 when things went south. And there, people, I think, were just hoping things would get better. But we saw it in 2008. What happened? You know, this complete meltdown. And so it did happen again. I mean, it's the second whammy. And here we are with CalPERS lost over $100 billion. And the city of Long Beach is the biggest agency part of that CalPERS system. So we need to absorb those losses to try to make up for those losses, to pay for the pensions, their liabilities that have been earned. And it's up to the city, it's up to the employers to make up the difference of, of what has been earned through these investments and what's owed. And so if what has been earned has been going south and what's owed keeps going up, there's this huge we gap. We have a problem, Houston. <laughs> but, you know, it's a very, very serious well, problem. a lot of us feel uh, it's problematic for someone – to receive a pension with long life, with God bless everyone living longer, but someone gets a pension for more years than they actually worked. They work for 20 or 30 years, they get a pension for 30 or 40. It, something, something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Yeah, no, that's, that's correct. And with our um, budget deficit in the city of Long Beach, last year was $18.5 million deficit, 85% of our general fund budget goes to personnel costs. Yeah. And we, we as a city... So we got to do something. We do. And okay. the employees need to come to the table and contribute. It's coming right up, and so are these messages. We'll be right back. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States, and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh, no! All right, you little trail sniffer. Been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, Dog. I'm totally naked right now. 
continuing conversation with our city auditor, Laura Dowd. So bottom line, Laura, for new employees coming into the system, we really need reform with a higher retirement age and a lower annual multiplier down from 2.7 to something lower. Exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think retiring at 60, there's nothing wrong with that. Very reasonable, of course. And yes. that can make a big financial gain for the city. That's right, because these pension costs, the way they're going, are not sustainable. The real problem is high pension benefits, and you got it right, right there. And I think everyone realizes it. Yes. Uh, you know, we can't have a... a uh, superior class of workers who, I mean, public workers do a great job. I'm a public worker. I work for the university. But still, it's not fair to people who are trying to survive in the private sector without guaranteed pensions, without a guaranteed job, to have uh, these enormous pensions in the public sector uh, from people that have secured jobs. It, it, Main Street is is rebelling against this. It, absolutely, and we have to get control of it. Okay, audits in progress very quickly for the next few years. You're auditing the Long Beach Marinas, and that's the first step in a, a whole audit of the Thailand's fund. Yes, that's right. As you know, we did an audit of the, the Port of Long Beach, and as they make transfers to the city or to the Thailand's fund, our Thailand's fund is in trouble. It's not sustainable. We want to find out why. So our marinas is a first piece to see whether or not our marinas are first self-sufficient and if not, why? And if they're not, what does that mean for the Thailand's fund as a whole? And how can we get this fund stable and sustainable to meet the uh, demands of our beaches and marinas and all the capital, the critical capital infrastructure that's needed over there? It's, it's amazing. We have not, as a city, invested in those uh, um, um, infrastructure needs. So. And your office is, uh, within the purview of your office, is the ability to look at all city assets that are leased or otherwise to see that the city is getting full value for those leases. Yes, that's right. So you take very very seriously the responsibility that you outlined at the opening of the show of securing all the funds that are due to the city. And in tough budgetary times, that's particularly important. Yes, that's right. I mean, business as usual has long gone. And we have to be very aggressive about making sure the city does identify all the revenue that's due and being very aggressive at collecting it and, do, and doing everything humanly possible to collect the money that's It due. almost seems like a mission with you. Yes, it is. I'm very, I'm very passionate about it. And, uh, it, you know, we want to make sure our taxpayers are getting the most bang for their buck. And as you know, it's a big responsibility. I, I love it, but uh, it's... Okay. Well, switching gears for a moment, uh, you're passionate about something else, which is running. And here's a picture of Laura being given flowers by her daughter, Kelly, upon the completion of the Long Beach Marathon. You ran 26.2 miles. Yes, it was great. It was a really great experience. And uh, um, I had trained for it for a while. Um, but it's really one of my outlets. As I mentioned, this is a big responsibility being a city auditor. And uh, I just I needed an outlet my first year in office. I realized it. so. Uh, I took up running and... Oh, you just took up running when you got elected? Um, you know, I, I'd run a little bit in the past, okay. but nothing, you know, this extent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I run with some other women in the morning, early mornings, and it has just been a great outlet for me. Let me quote Laura, who is quoted in Doug Krikorian's column uh, a few months ago, a very uh, lovely column. This is a quote from Laura. Well, in so many ways, I think the marathon is a re reflection of life itself. Our work, our spiritual life, our raising a child is much like a marathon in that you have to put tremendous effort into it. 
and you can't give up. If something goes wrong, you just have to keep going. Yes, that's right. Life is hard sometimes, and you do. Uh, you know, uh, life takes uh, consistent effort all the way through, just like a marathon. And you set goals in life, and you work toward those goals. And a couple parallels I found on the course uh, that has to do with um, life as well is that there are aid stations along the way, and there are people there to help. And in a marathon, it's, it's particularly important that that water and that encouragement and the spirit the you energy feel, coming back yes, from the crash not only the aid station physically helping you through water and so forth but but emotionally and mentally it's it's a great um, boost and i think in life there are aid stations along the way people are there to help us right. and in return i think we need to look for opportunities to help other people as well and then just finally there's you know about after mile 20 something called the wall that people talk about hitting the wall yes. where there's just it's excruciating pain throughout your body and you have to reach down deep deep and that's what i like about marathons is because it's more than physical it's mental and i really believe after mile 20 it's all mental and you really have to just mentally focus to get through it and you know top athletes uh, are quoted as saying because they're all very good with the moves whether it's tennis or at, at the very highest level of professional athletics it is mental they have the body, they have the energy, they have the strokes, and now it's mental toughness. Yes, that's right, and it's very true with the marathon as well. I had a piece, I, you go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, because we're at the end of the time, I'm very glad we have a, an auditor who is mentally tough well, and has you. high values. Thank you, that's very kind. We'll be back with the remaining portions of our show after these messages. <laughs> Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, an oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. those who are closest to you from our family to yours mccarty's jewelry since 1932 how do you like your chances the rest of the way i got no idea but i do know that if we stay with naples rib company at least we won't go hungry coach what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight yeah but if you want a sound call i'd call naples rib company you can't miss on that call then naples rib company is part of your game plan there really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan.
I think we're very fortunate in Long Beach to have an independently elected auditor, one of the few cities in the state that has that. I also think we're luck, very lucky to have that office filled by someone of the likes of Laura Dowd with high values, high integrity, and as you heard on this show, a passion and a sense of mission. So, Laura, keep up the good work. Thank you for joining us here on Straight Talk. And 20 seconds to say anything you want. Oh, thank you, Ari. It's always a privilege being on your show. I appreciate you having me. It's also a real pleasure to serve the community. We have serious challenges facing us, uh, but I want the public to know that uh, we are truly committed to solving these problems and working together with city leadership to, to handle these uh, financial challenges and put the city on solid footing. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. And thank you for joining us at home. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.